What's up, everyone? Welcome to an, another amazing weekly interview. And today we have with us, uh, I mean, this introduction is, is, is going to be a power pack one. I have to actually read it out. Yes, model. Okay, model turned teacher, turned business lawyer, and now running a blog successfully generating five figures a month while maintaining her full-time job as a business lawyer. It really gives me immense pleasure to, uh, to have this person with us today. And her name is Amira Irfan. Thank you so much, Amira, for doing this. I hope I could do justice to your introduction. Oh my God, you did. Thank you so much for, uh, for having me here. I'm so excited. Absolutely. So why don't like, you just uh, you know, let, it, let, let the audience know about like, what, you know, like, who, who were you before you, you know, stumbled upon the digital space? Yeah, absolutely. So um, before the whole online space, I was working full time and I still do as a business lawyer. So um, I help. I was already helping entrepreneurs with, you know, all kinds of issues, legal issues with their businesses. And uh, before that, you already gave a very nice introduction. So before that, I was a teacher. And so I've been working with, you know, entrepreneurs and teaching business law and all kinds of things like for like more than 10 years now. And then before that, I was a model. So yeah, I've had a very diverse background. And I, so one day it just occurred to me that I could incorporate all of those skills and start making a bigger impact in the online world. So I was already helping people, you know, as a lawyer, one person at a time as clients. But then in the online space, I can help thousands at a time. So, you know, you see the difference, right? You, you have an opportunity to just really take your skills and apply them and offer products that really solve someone's problem. So that's why, um, that's why I started, you know, my online business. No, absolutely. And uh, you've, you've, you've had this passion for teaching for, yes. you know, quite some time and not just as a teacher, but even once you embodied uh, the role of a business lawyer, you realize that, you know, there was a demand out there yes. for people to you know learn from you and uh, there was a huge opportunity that you saw and I think that's what really gave rise to you know uh, is it is it a self guru or is it a self guru a self guru yeah a self guru right All right so mm -hmm. that's what gave rise to a self guru so why don't you uh, I mean what were the initial struggles that you faced when you started setting up the blog because were you someone who knew what blogging was all about technicality no. stuff like that so what were the initial challenges that you faced when you, you know, after you had the idea that, okay, this is what I want to do. What are the initial uh, challenges that you faced? That's a great question. So I had never, ever thought about blogging. I kind of had an idea that I was going to start with an online business, but it really never really, it was never clear that what kind and how and all of that good stuff. Right. So I stumbled upon a YouTube video, got inspired by, you know, six figure bloggers. And I said, okay, you know what, I'm going to do this. So the very next day I just started, I have zero experience, zero technical background, never done this before, but I did invest in uh, a course. So I invested in the tools because I didn't want to waste time trying to figure everything out on my own because I work full time as a lawyer. So time is so limited. And I had to maximize whatever little few hours I had during the day after work to start this. Mm 
-hmm. So that's what I did. And the biggest struggle till this day is time management. (laughs) I mean, you know, like any kind of online business, whether it's blogging or an e-commerce or whatever it may be, it demands a full, it's a full-time commitment, right? So uh, then trying to also balance that with my full-time job as a lawyer, which itself is a very demanding career, it's, it's been a challenge, right? So I've had to work weekends. I've had to stay up all night at times. I've had to, if I, if I'm working on a major project, creating a product, it's been, it's been a struggle to just have that balance. Mm -hmm. So I can say I'm a workaholic. I don't, I don't, I don't have a balance. You know, I don't have that personal and professional like balance or which I will eventually, but right now it's been just work and trying to, you know, make sure that I'm serving my audience. No, absolutely. And uh, I mean, the fact that you're, you know, balancing these two so well, it definitely isn't uh, as easy as, you know, you make it sound. However, <laughs> yeah. um, my question to you is that like, yes, you did face initial challenges and you had to, you know, invest in a course because you wanted to fast track your, you know, your growth. Yes. You don't want to go out there and make all the mistakes yourself. You're like, hey, somebody else has made the mistakes. Let me just follow and exactly. from the get-go, you were like, you know, I'm going to just choose the right mentor and then just follow and then ap- apply everything that I learned. And uh, when you first started blogging, like, was, like, did you have a clear idea? Did you have a clear vision of what your blog was going to do for you? No, I didn't. I, I mean, I knew it was going to be related to business. I knew it was going to be related to law because, again, those are my specialties. Those are my skills. And you want to blog about stuff that you're passionate about. So I wanted to use those into my blogging, but I just, like I said, I didn't know the how, right? So that's where it was, my aha moment was when I learned how many entrepreneurs, bloggers, coaches, freelancers were just overall struggling with figuring out the legalities the, mm-hmm. of their business. So I, that was my aha moment. I was like, oh, great. You know, I already help people on one-on-one basis in my law practice now, why don't I just use that into the online world and help the masses? So that was, you know, that's what I did. So I took that experience and expertise, but then I also needed to figure out that how, in, how do I do that in the best possible way? Mm-hmm. You know, where it's um, through products, like obviously where people can right. have instant, instant results. It's easy for them because law is such a topic that it's complicated. It's intimidating. People don't get it. You know, I mean, you've seen, I'm pretty sure you've probably seen in Facebook groups and here and there people yeah. kind of being confused, right? Or what do I do? Or how do I do this? Or how do I make sure my blog is legal? Or am I, you know, giving the right disclosures and things like that? So I kind of use that as, um, as an opportunity. I saw that as an opportunity to help people. And that's where my teaching background comes in, right? So I love, you know, I love uh, working with people. I'm, I'm such a people person. So it just kind of all tied in together. But no, in the beginning, to answer your question, I had no idea. <laughs> it's okay. only when I saw people's pain points, what they were struggling with, then it made sense to use my experience to provide a solution to them. And that solution is my affordable legal templates. Absolutely. And uh, before we, we come to your solutions, we're at that phase where we're trying to understand, okay, you know, the yeah. idea was, it was just an idea. And you're like, you know, wanna, basically what you went through is that you went through that process of taking your knowledge that you already had, identifying yes. a problem in the marketplace, and then trying to like figure out how you could really deliver the best possible solution to, to that problem in the marketplace. 
And that's what really uh, obviously gave rise to your blog because that was the medium yeah. of delivery. And that obviously led to opportunities to create your own courses, your own offers, you know, yeah. your programs. So it was, it wasn't like an overnight process. No, it so wasn't. Like, uh, you know, like step by step by step. And then, you know, you formed your staircase and now like, you know, you have like so many different levels to everything yeah. you're doing. So how, how long has it been since you started your blog? Uh, a year and a half. Wow. <clears throat> okay. Yes. A year and, a half. and and like what prompted, uh, you know, the name A Self Guru? Like, is there a reason behind that? Well, honestly, at the time, I didn't give it much thought. I, I was the reason was that, you know, you're a self learning person, like a self guru, someone, you know, who's the master of their own destiny, someone that's the tagline. Right. So I know it's kind of cheesy, but, but that's what it was at the time, you know, um, it was either going to be use my name or you have or use something like that. So I went with that because you know, someone because as entrepreneurs, we're always learning, right? Absolutely. We're always, um, so we're always, there's a lot of self-learning because whether you take courses, whether you have mentors, it's just so the thought process was that you're in control of your own destiny. You're, you know, you're, you are essentially, you are a self-guru too, right? So mm -hmm. that's yeah. what it was. And uh, I, I think the most important thing is that like, while you were, the most important thing is that like you came up with this idea and you actually went out there to make it happen. So yeah. what, it's just basically just a thought was you know it was materialized and realized because you took action and yes. uh, with respect to you know realizing goals is there a certain mindset that you carry towards all the goals that you have today yeah there was i mean one of them i'll give you an example is as a lawyer i'm a perfectionist so i am just naturally like that right so i'm working on a client's case or I'm handling an important legal matter, of course I have to be a perfectionist because I got to look at all different aspects and I got to analyze, I'm detail oriented. But I had to change that when I became an entrepreneur because I was like, if I'm going to achieve anything, I can't sit here and be a perfectionist. Mm -hmm. So you know how they say done is better than perfect. So I really had to embrace that. It was a challenge. I'll be honest. You know, it was a challenge because in the beginning, I'm looking at the design of my website. I'm getting bogged down on these little things. And, and I'm not the only one. I'm sure a lot of other people and you can relate. So we question ourselves 10 times, right? And so but if it's writing a blog post, I'm like really taking my sweet little time. But then I'm like, no, I can't get I just have to put it out there. Like you said, you know, you have to take action. So you can't just be so much bogged down into the thinking phase. At some point, you have to say, okay, I, even if it's not perfect, it's okay. It's still better than, you know, nothing yeah. out there. No, absolutely. In fact, uh, there's a saying that goes, you know, version one is better than version none. Yeah, <laughs> yes. You know, right, I, right. I, I think I completely relate with the whole, you know, perfectionism, uh, you know, thought process. Actually, I have as well. And now, because I've, you know, I've embodied that whole way of thinking that you know just put it out there just put it out there yeah and exactly i think that's the most important thing because the advantage of just putting it like you know just putting your message out there without it being the most perfect message as per your perspective you know it, it it'll all it'll just tell you how the market really reacts to the message yeah exactly and even like a demand for more you know exactly but if you're gonna spend so much time creating that perfect product or that perfect email and then yeah. finally you send it out and then, you know, <laughs> nothing happened. Like, yeah. it's like, it's like dead silence. Then, you know, you wasted so much time. So that's the reason why, you know, you put, you put your stuff out there. You see how yeah. kind of response you People get. React. You mm -hmm. Take it from there to the next level. You improvise, you make it better. 
you refine that process. And uh, I think perfectionism doesn't, should not exist in entrepreneur. Uh, right exactly exactly and and you nailed it like you will refine it like as you go over the course of this year and a half i've i have made my products better right so once you assess the needs and once you see how people are reacting then you introduce something else like version two version three you know so there's always room for improvement the key is to like you said just put it out there so like i mean for a lot of people who are watching this right now who have not done anything and they have the idea <laughs> Brewing yeah. in their minds, you know, so let me ask you like something with respect to, you know, the technicalities, you know, since when you're starting a blog, it's, it's uh, of course, it's, it'll become relatively easier today to start, yeah. a blog, you know, um, and you don't really have to be, uh, you know, do your mastery and, you know, blog. no, you don't have to be a tech guru yeah, now. Exactly. So like what, uh, what advice would you give to someone to start a blog today like what do you what would you just tell them that you know don't worry about it like this you just have to know this 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 like you have like a three or two or three step process for them to just make that small leap into you know getting things in motion i honestly uh, would say invest in learn from someone invest in a course here's why because it's not a two three things right blog you can have a blog but if you're gonna monetize from it like if that's your end goal a lot of people have blogs as hobbies yeah. they don't have an intention of ever making money from it it's like a diary they'll get on there they'll write what they want to write about you know what i mean oh i i had this today or i went this to on this vacation but if you're really serious and you want to turn that blog into a business then I highly recommend that time is money. I know it's a lawyer mentality, but it's a fact. Mm -hmm. So take your time, treat your time like that. So go ahead and invest in a course. I honestly launched my blog in seven days and I was able to do that because I had all the tools, like everything was laid out for me. Mm -hmm. I knew step one, step two, step 10, step 15, you know? So it was just all like I spent a weekend and I just absorbed all that information, started putting it in motion. And then here we are, you know, in seven days I have a live blog. It's getting, you know what I mean? So my point is to invest in the right tools, the right resources, do it right. The problem is if you try to figure out everything on your own, you'll make mistakes mm -hmm. and it just will slow down your progress. So if you get, if you learn from a successful blogger who's already done it, you know, you respect them, you like them, then go ahead and pick, there's so many, right? So go ahead and pick someone that you relate to, someone that appeals to you and start learning from them because it'll just expedite your progress so much more than just trying to figure out A, B, C of your own. Cause you know, especially if you have no clue, like I had zero idea of how to start a blog, what to do, the technical aspect of it, what tools to use, whether it's Bluehost, whether it's HostGator, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just so many little things that go on the back end of it and you just want to have a roadmap. And that roadmap is comes in a shape of course, ebook, whatever, whatever perf you prefer, however you learn, you know, everybody learns differently. And I have like tons of resources actually on my website under the recommendations page to then I don't, I want to answer your question too. So it kind of just literally lays down, lays out for you. Okay. Started with this, started with this, started with that. Cause I get this question asked a lot. So I no, have I, it right I, there on my website. And <laughs> I, I've, you know, I've obviously, I've obviously visited your blog uh, and I've read some interviews with other people. I've read some of the articles and uh, I love, firstly, I love how attractive your blog is, you know, okay. it's, like, it's like you, you can't really, I mean, was this done by a lawyer? No, <laughs> it's, it's, 
not to like put the whole lawyer stereotype you know thing but like lawyers are boring i get it <laughs> you know like it's it's just so colorful and creative and uh, especially the branding and the Thank you. you know like each because when i was reading an article um i think it was something to do with seo and yeah. uh, i like i just love how much work you put into really you know like the whole layout of the article and mm-hmm. everything like that a person while reading would think about like if there's a link over there taking them somewhere yeah. else like so why don't you um i mean obviously the sticks work it's not like something you just put put like you just sit down for the computer in like 5 minutes and it's done no, no. this is <laughs> like each 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 post that you write is 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 you know a representation of your brand at yes. representation of how consistent you are from what you've been doing and yeah. um you know you have to like maintain that level of delivery you know right. up, like now i mean it's been a year and a half and uh, you know you are running a successful blog by numbers today you know you've you've crossed the $35,000 mark which yeah. uh, i mean congratulations a lot of people thank you aspire to to do that and mm. you've you've cracked that code if i may and mm-hmm. uh, obviously you're doing your while you're achieving your own milestones you're inspiring and helping others achieve it as well and right. um my so my concern is that my question is that how do you like at this level right now how do you consistently maintain the content that you put out mm-hmm. there how much time and effort does 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 uh, is really required in in you know running your blog with respect to putting stuff out there like how do you really plan all this especially since you know you're you're working as a business a full-time business lawyer so right. how do you really uh you know how much time do you put into each post for example let's just start from there sure yeah no good question so a long time <laughs> so i focus on quality over quantity um i am not the kind of person who's going to churn out a blog post every other day i'm not like that cuz to me like you just talked about the reputation the brand everything is so important because i want someone to land on there and it should be comprehensive and again that's where the detail lawyer self comes out right so i want to make sure that if you're reading a blog post on a subject i'm going to give you as much information as much info as i can because as if i was the one coming on to your blog and i would want so it would it takes honestly up to like 6 8 hours because it's a whole process yeah. i have stream i've streamlined i've streamlined the process now in the beginning of course you know i didn't have the steps laid out but now i've created my own checklist mm-hmm. so i have kind of walked through okay step 1 step 2 so i i divide it up into a couple of days if i have to or if it's the weekend i'll just spend the whole saturday and just knock it out you know mm-hmm. but there's the research phase there's the seo phase there's the graphics there is the affiliate links there is um uh inner links you know and then of course just putting it all together and yeah. it's just yeah it's a process it's not like you said it's not something you just put together in a couple hours and you're gone you know mm-hmm. so it just wouldn't be a very helpful comprehensive post if i did that i don't like to do rush jobs i mean again not being a perfectionist but at the same time i want to give value No so. absolutely and uh, I think that you know the the process that you have with respect to putting content out there there is obviously a level of perfectionism with respect yeah. to the framework that you maintain yes. around you know doing that yeah. um and uh, I you know it's it's it goes to show because the results that you're generating is a byproduct of the effort that you're yeah, putting value exactly. that you're putting out there and a lot of people who you know really kick start a blog uh sometimes the intention doesn't really get set on the right tone you know it's like if you really know 
and I tell this to anyone and everyone that, you know, whenever you're starting an online business, you have to first don't chase the money. Don't see where the money yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. You got to see what problem you can solve in the yes. marketplace by providing value. And once yes. you identify that, that over there is your foundation. Now you may yeah. not really be amazing at solving that particular problem. At least you'll have a starting point, you know, yes. and you can move on to the next thing. But just like, you know, because I mean, I, um, I come from that, you know, uh, business background and, uh, you know, while growing up, my, uh, you know, my dad always said that, uh, you know, Roman, become a dentist so you can make a lot of money <laughs> or, uh, you know, become a, you know, become a, a heart doctor and then you make a lot of money, you know, and uh, it was always, uh, you know, the wrong message that was being put across true. and true. obviously many years later and getting more uh, wiser and more mature and realizing things for myself, uh, especially in the case of, you know, building an online business, it's super crucial to set the foundation because if you, a lot of people just jump into this and they don't get the results they're looking for and they wonder what happened. And yeah. it doesn't really, I mean, yes, it does matter who you decide to work with and who you want to learn from and yeah. choosing the right mentor is crucial and it need not necessarily be someone who is extremely successful. It can be someone who's exactly. just one step ahead of you. Exactly. Someone you Absolutely. connect with, someone you can relate with, someone who you like. You can't, yes. you can't work with someone you don't like. It exactly. just doesn't make sense. It's like being forced to go to a classroom where you've paid money. You don't like the teacher. Yeah. So having the right mentor, especially in the beginning when, you know, you're really, and now we're living in this day and age where there's so many people who are exposed to, you know, uh, becoming an online entrepreneur. And yeah. there's so much demand for the right guidance, the right, you know, roadmap. And there are yeah. so many successful entrepreneurs who are setting this roadmap, you know, and including yourself. And mm -hmm. what, I mean, absolutely, we've covered, we've already covered the idea of, you know, how important it is to choose the right mentor. And uh, it goes without saying that, you know, to do things on your own is, is the longer route. And yes. To and the harder there, route, yeah. The harder route as well. And choosing the mentor is just, uh, it just makes it easier, especially of the right support and the guidance. Now, for you, when you started off with a self-guru, your intention was that you realized that there was a, an opportunity for you to help bloggers uh, mm -hmm. and entrepreneurs online with, you know, their legal hassles. Now, yes. now um, you, since you're based in the United States and you cater to, you know, individuals who are running blogs in the United States, mm -hmm. does those guidelines, uh, you know, affect people in India as well, in Asia, globally, like, is there a difference in the guidelines to be followed by a blogger in the US? Or is it like a, a global thing? So certain things are global, like GDPR applies across the board. That's the law, data protection law. And as a matter of fact, I've helped people around the world. So I have customers from the UK, I have customers from Canada, I have video testimonials, you can see, I have helped people in Italy, I have helped people in India as well. I've, so it's across the board. But the key difference comes in the, the privacy laws. So you might have some additional privacy laws, but the templates or the products that I sell, you can easily supplement to them. 
So they're very comprehensive to kind of cover, especially if you're going to be marketing to the U.S. as well, then you're kind of under the Federal Trade Commission, you know, scrutiny as well. So you do have to abide by certain global laws, but then there are some additional ones like your own uh, privacy laws India might have and other countries like Canada has a different, it's very much similar to the U.S., but it has some nuances uh, Australia, you know, all these different countries have privacy laws. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, GDPR applies to all of us. So you do have to comply with the same, almost the same requirements. But if there is anything like additional, you could easily kind of add it. So the templates, like for example, the, that's why I'm able to help so many people because the templates are, they work because of the overlap in the laws. Absolutely. And what, what uh, in your experience of, you know, realizing this opportunity and actually uh, servicing this opportunity through your legal templates, which are available on your website to download, to buy and download. Uh, my question to you is that what are the, the challenges bloggers face by not being compliant? Okay. No, great question. So what happens is that there's three things that could happen. Okay. So one, you could get fined by the federal trade commission. You could get audited. And then the third, the most crazy thing is you could get sued. Um, And when you when I say you can get sued, you could get sued for all kinds of different reasons, right? So you could get sued for not having a proper GDPR compliant privacy policy on your website, because privacy policy is required by law, no matter where you live, it doesn't matter, not it's not just limited to the US. So you could easily get sued for not having, and actually businesses do get sued a lot. There's a whole website. If you go to the Federal Trade Commission's website, you'll see like the whole case law. So um, there are different different things. And then the other thing is you could also get sued by your clients or your customers. You know, there's all kinds of ugly disputes that happen. So you asked for, you know, what could happen. That's what could happen. You could get, so to, and I deal with entrepreneurs on a daily basis with their ugly legal disputes. So I know, um, you could be a coach and if you didn't have a coaching agreement, for example, with your client, you could run into a dispute and have to refund everything. So, or get sued. Um, if you don't have a disclaimer on your website, people can construe everything that you're saying as advice. And if they act on that and then later on suffer a bad consequence, they can come after you for that too. So um, there's so many little things and terms and conditions, like they're like your website rules. They help prevent copyright violations. You know, in the internet space, copyright is big, trademarks, things like that. So intellectual property laws. Um, And so, yeah, there are all these different ways you could get into legal trouble. And that's why um, that's one of the things, you know, entrepreneurs struggle with, right? Because they don't know all the different things. Like you could take a photo from Google and tomorrow be hit with a 10,000 lawsuit because you didn't have legal rights to use the photo. And that's across the board, you know? So and it's happened. It's happened to my clients. Like they've gotten letters like, okay, we're going to sue you because you took our photo and you weren't allowed to. That's mm-hmm. why, you know, copyright law comes, that's where copyright law comes in. So yeah, there's so many different ways you can get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, thank you for sharing that. Um, Cause a lot of people, including myself, even I don't have that level of knowledge with respect to. You See, know, I'm not surprised. Not many people do. <laughs> you know, and uh, it's something that is, 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 is concerning. Because regardless of wherever you are in the world, this is a a global, you know, it's like, it's, it's a, it's a, it's legally, you're legally bound to be compliant by the law because when you are running a blog and especially if you want to monetize it, if you don't want to monetize it, maybe it's a different story altogether. Exactly. If you want to monetize it, where commerce is involved, where transactions are involved, then, you know, you're, I mean, it's like, it's like literally, you know, having the right paperwork to protect your business, your company 
you know, and just because you own a domain and you're putting stuff on it and you want to monetize it also means that you got to treat that as a company and make right. sure you have the right paperwork to support what you're doing and protect you from anyone else raising any fingers or suing you for that matter. And exactly. you know, that's where, uh, that's where you come into the picture where you've created an amazing set of legal templates that yes. will support any individual all across mm-hmm. the world to, mm-hmm. you know, apply to their personal or professional blogs. Exactly. Exactly. And I also offer like my legal services too. like I've been helping with legal coaching, blog coaching, like sometimes people need personalized help, right? So I've had people reach out and say, Hey, Amira, you know, I'm working on this ebook and I need like a disclaimer, a specific one or a copyright notice and things like that. Or I need a specialized kind of contract based on the kind of services I'm providing. So I'm here to kind of help them with that too. So um, in addition to the legal templates, the legal templates are like done for you, meaning you just download, it's done for you. You plug in your info. It's super easy. 10 year old can do it. But then you have another set of uh, services available where if you need more personalized help, like with monetization or legalization of your business, and you want to just get on a call with me, then I have that available as well. All right. So you have like, you know, you have solutions to, (laughs) <laughs> many, many relevant legal, you know, blogging related, but mostly yes. legal questions. And, uh, you know, over a course of a year and a half that you've been blogging, my question to you is that, I mean, crossing $35,000 in revenue from your blog is mm-hmm. remarkable. How did you feel when you. You, when you when you hit that mark? So last month, Romit, I actually hit 44,000. So, <laughs> so I went, I was in a state of shock, to be honest, because very, very grateful, very grateful, because it's, if it wasn't for my customers, if it wasn't for my readers, my visitors, I wouldn't be where I am. So I never forget where I came from. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, at the same time, I was elated, right? Because you, you, who doesn't love when their hard work pays off? So I only know my struggles. I only know the amount of sleepless nights and how hard it is and how much I had to give up to contribute to my business. Cause it doesn't just, like you said, it doesn't happen overnight. You know, it's a process. It's a process of months and a year. And so to be able to hit that mark more importantly with my full-time job is to me is amazing. Right. So I was just very, very happy and uh, very grateful. So for the love and support that I've gotten so far. Okay, that was uh, like an Oscar speech. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you asked me how I felt. So that's how I felt. (laughs) I appreciate your honesty. Uh, Okay, just to to throw some more light on that uh, question. Yeah. How much, okay, like, how much time do you really give your blog besides, you know, working full time? Like, do you have like, uh, you know, obviously you do have a schedule. So how how many hours a week probably do you give to your blog? So it's every night, uh, four hours, sometimes more, um, sometimes could be five hours, depending on what is it that I'm doing. Um, if I have a deadline, I have a product to launch, then it ends up being longer. If I have to take a day off from work to just concentrate on that, then I will do that, whatever is needed. Um, but in generally speaking, I would say about four or five hours every single day. And then weekends, I dedicate the entire weekend, or I'll take at least one day off during the week just to mm-hmm. decompress and and have a, you know, have a breather. So, so yeah, it's pretty much, it's pretty much six days in a row. Um, but I'll try, I usually really try to have at least one day of the week where I don't do anything, no legal work, no blogging work, nothing, you know, just complete to myself. 
Um, but if I, if I'm lucky, but there are times that I just can't do it. So. No, absolutely. So basically we're looking at, uh, you know, if you're doing the whole one day, you're taking an off, let's say it's a weekend. So you're looking at four hours a day into five, that's 20, 20 <laughs> plus 20. So like 30 hours, 30 to 30. To Easily. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's like literally like part-time job. Like you're actually, it is a part-time you know, job. Yeah. It's a side hustle. Yeah. And, and the side hustle is, is, is growing at such a, you know, phenomenal rate. Um, mm-hmm. What, like, why not just do this full time? I get this question asked a lot. I mean, it's, I kind of expected that. Um, I don't know. It's been a struggle like to just leave my job. I've been doing it. I graduated from law school in 2010. So it's been many years as a lawyer. And I just don't know if I'm ready to completely stop being a lawyer, like in the real life, you know, Um, not just like outside of the online space. And as I mentioned, I love working with people. So to as much as I love the autonomy of working from home and all of that that comes with it, I also enjoy the personal interaction with people, like going in and meeting with clients and, you know, having all of that. And I and I'm not the kind of person who hates the law. I know there are a lot of unhappy lawyers mm-hmm. and I'm not the kind of person who hates my job. <laughs> so, so, I mean, if I had those, then it would be a very easy decision. I would have left a long time ago. So I think that's become, that's why it hasn't been uh, easy for me to just say, okay, I'm, I'm done. But I know eventually I'm heading there because it's going to become impossible as it is. It's very, it's a lot to juggle between my job and my business as my business is growing at the rate that it's growing. And so uh, I know that it's just a matter of time where I'm going to have to dedicate full time or I'm going to build a team. Mm-hmm. So we'll see where, where it goes, you know? <laughs> no, I, I absolutely get that, you know, because when, especially when you're building an online business, you spend so much time in front of the computer, especially yeah. at where, where most of uh, most uh, online businesses are born. And uh, you know, even, even like here you have the best of both worlds. You have, yes. you know, you have that whole concept of, I love what I do. I do what I love in, in your job. And yeah. I love what I do. And I do what I love in your online, you know, uh, you know, adventure of yes. helping and making an impact. So I think you got lucky where <laughs> you're able to really, you know, take the best of both worlds and get that sense of fulfillment from both. Ends. Yeah, that's it. You just said it. You just, you just read my mind or what <laughs> sense of fulfillment that those are, those are the exact words I would have used. Yeah. So there's, you know, there, there's this, uh, this whole, I mean, it's worth putting in the time because you know that it's, it's giving you that sense of, you know, satisfaction that, you know, at the end of the day, you're like, I did a lot, like, you know, I had, I had fun. Yes. Very it. productive. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. And I think, I think, uh, every, a lot of people aspire to even attain one vertical of fulfillment here. You've got two, you know, and, uh, which, which is really inspiring to say the least. And because as a, like, you know, take, like you said, there are a lot of unhappy lawyers, Right. Yes. A lot of like unhappy professionals because they probably chose the wrong profession. They wrote, they chose the wrong subject in college or they made that fundamental mistake and it's okay. Like it happened. It happened. You made that mistake. Maybe your, your mom or dad told you that you have to study this and you went ahead with it. And now you're in a job where, you know, you're probably like not really happy. You're, yeah. if you don't love what you do, then you blame it on the nine to five. You blame it on the rat. Yes. But if you love what yes. you do, then you don't look at it as a nine to five. 
that, right. that's the difference. So now the reason why I'm, I'm, spent, um, I'm speaking about this is because there are people who might be watching this who are un unhappy and who have this desire to, you know, like, let me just start a blog. Let me just yeah. start something. So like, I just want to, I just want uh, to gauge from you, like, because here's an opportunity for anyone to start an online business around what they love. Right? right. So you might be unhappy in your job, but you have the opportunity to simultaneously start something like you have while being a full time uh, lawyer, people who are unha unhappy professionals. So this is like on the other side of things. Yeah. unhappy professionals in a job and they're looking for a way out. And, you know, there's this whole, um, you know, you look all over Facebook and you see people talking about, you know, like, you know, build a business around what you're passionate about. Or, uh, you know, love what, do what you love, love what you do. And some of them are misleading. Some of them are actually, you know, genuine ways to go about it. But for someone who is watching this and is unhappy and they want to just do what they love, do you think that, you know, blogging is something that they can get started with? Yeah. I mean, I know so many successful six, seven figure bloggers. That's what they did. They hated their job. So it was the op most majority of the people do, right? So yeah. they started their blog because they wanted to escape the nine to five. Mm -hmm. So yes, I would say um, if you have a passion and you are, look, we live only live once. Yes. So make it, make it count, right? Why be miserable? Why be in a profession or in a business that you don't like, you don't love, you're just, you're just shortening your life. So I would say that just, yeah, there's so many successful entrepreneurs. I just, I'm just an exception who loves the job, but there are majority of them that I know they don't. So they started their side hustle and, or they quit their jobs when their business started reaching a certain milestone and they are very successful. So, yeah, I mean, if you don't try it, you don't know. So exactly. I would say try, especially now that it's so easy to start a blog. Um, why not? So. No. Absolutely. And thank you for that. Because, um, you know, if you have a choice, why be stuck in one place? Yeah. Go out there and try. At least you'll know then. Yeah. And if you don't like it, you don't like it. There's so many different kinds of businesses. You don't have to have a blog. You know what I mean? Like you could start a different kind of online business. There's just, I mean, the options are endless, right? So you just have, we just have a lot more options now than we ever did back in the day, right? Like I wish I started my blog like 10 years ago, <laughs> but you know, things are just different. We didn't, we didn't have that much exposure. You would still be a full-time lawyer, man. <laughs> <laughs> it would be no different. Probably it's would be at $440,000 a month. <laughs> Roman, are you saying there's no hope for me? <laughs> oh, there is, there is. But um, I think, I think more importantly, uh, I mean, see, not everyone really hits that level of success that you have in the span of one and a half years, you know? So, I mean, anybody's going to ask like, you know, so Amira, what's your special sauce? What do you do, <laughs> you know, that, that we're not doing? So what, what is that? What do you think that really sets you apart from, you know, the, the ones that don't hit that level, especially in a year and a half's time? I think that we touched upon a lot of those factors already. Um, stop questioning yourself. Stop being a perfectionist. These are some of the tips that I would give. Um, stop being a perfectionist. Ha learn by invest in the right tools and resources. Have the mentor learn because you're going to get so many ideas. Like I didn't have an idea that I was going to create products that came to me because I took that course. It was part of their seg one of the segment was creating. And I just realized, Oh my God, I love creating products. But if I had never taken the course, I probably would have never created a product. 
You know what I'm saying? So sometimes just by learning from someone, you, your, the light bulb moment happens. So um, yeah, so do that and have a discipline, like manage your time really wisely because time is on wings all the time. Okay. So our today, tomorrow becomes past like crazy. So manage your time wisely. Um, and also everything you do with your blog or your business, you got to think the end goal. You got to start the from the end and work your way backwards. So if I'm writing a blog post, I'm already thinking, how am I going to monetize it mm -hmm. while providing value? Mm -hmm. So yes, I'm serving my audience, but I'm not wasting my time or their time. I'm also giving them the solutions in the blog post, whether it's through products, recommendations, or whether it's through something else or a tool, whatever. But those are the ways that you're earning income for yourself too. Mm -hmm. So a lot, as I mentioned before, a lot of people make the mistake of just putting content out there without that end goal. And then they wonder, I'm not making any money, you right. know? So um, you got to have an end goal. Or if it, even if it's a product, don't create a product without doing the market study research, you know, like figure out what is it that people really need, you know, because you could have spent like six months creating a product, which is a flop, right? Nobody, nobody's buying. So from in my case, um, like I said, my research writing skills come in handy as a lawyer. So I've kind of had all those aspects. Um, so I used all of those. So everything I do with my blog, it's very much like, um, I don't know how to say it, but it's very much like structured, like, okay, if I'm doing this, I'm doing it because this, because that. So get that all sorted and then, you know, take the plunge. So there's really no secret. There's yeah. just, you're just, you just have to do approach it like a business is what I'm saying. You don't approach it like, Oh, I'm writing a blog post, I'm creating this product, I'm creating this freebie, you know, nobody's subscribing, nobody needs. So, or I'm writing this email, which is, you know, I'm just writing it for the sake of writing it. No, it's, you know, treated like a business. No, absolutely. And you, you couldn't have said it better with all the right ingredients, you, you get that dish that you want, you know? Yeah. If one ingredient is missing, then you're not going to get that, you know, that tasty butter chicken. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh, right. Uh -huh. Now, with respect to, like, see, with respect to your core niche, which is blogging, okay, like, I mean, the fact yeah. that the platform, because people choose different things, they create funnels, they create sales pages, and they create, like, one, you know, they just drive traffic to one page, but here you're literally, uh, you know, you're, you're blogging, like, literally, you're doing what a blogger does, you know, you yeah. put content on, on your website, and uh, you're doing this in a structured way. Now, let's yes. speak more about, like, the, you know, traffic. When you uh -huh. were beginning, and, uh, I mean... I just want to know your experience with driving traffic to your blog when you started and mm -hmm. what control you have over it like today where you can predict a certain amount of revenue at the end of the month. Okay. So with traffic, traffic is really important for bloggers, right? Because without traffic, we're not monetizing. So, um, so the key is like start with Pinterest. Uh, because it is very, very easy. Um, you set up your account and you'll honestly start having traffic like the first week. Um, so, and Pinterest rewards you for publishing great content and things like that. So, and then the second thing you should absolutely focus on from day one is SEO. And I made that mistake of not doing that. Mm -hmm. So I, in the very beginning, um, wasn't very well aware of SEO and how important it was for Google traffic. So I was focusing so much on Pinterest and I wasn't focusing on SEO at all. So I published about maybe 15 blog posts that I had to literally go back after I learned about SEO, go back, revise them, hire people because of my time limitations to go ahead and optimize them. Mm -hmm. And that's one mistake I wish like I, you know, I had, I could have avoided the time, the money and the hassle and all of that. So 
again, it goes back to that whole structure and, and making sure when you're writing a blog post, you're not just writing it, you know, like make sure SEO optimized, make sure it's good. Do the Pinterest keyword research too. Pinterest also has Pinterest SEO. Mm -hmm. So those are two primary sources of traffic for me. And then uh, Facebook also brings me some traffic too, but I would say the most important are um, Pinterest and Google. And nobody would really think about Pinterest because it's always about, you know, Facebook or even like SEO. Yeah. Pinterest is like, I think, you know, the least mentioned source. Yes, it is. Yeah. And if you're emphasizing on it so much, I would say it's like an underestimated source of traffic. Yeah. You know, so it is. what like when you, so just for some of the people who are watching right now, who probably, they probably know what Pinterest is or just have an idea of it. Now, how do you, how does one really like, drive traffic using Pinterest how like what is that methodology that uh, anyone can use today right now by driving traffic to their page is it is it posting by creating your board and pinning on your board like, so yeah pin, yeah Pinterest is a platform that I I wish I could just sum it up in a few sentences for you but I can't you have to invest in a course okay. I, there's no way around it again you can try on your own but then you'll miss a few things so I'll give you like a little bit of rundown so yes have some boards of your own have relevant group boards that you should join so I have like about I don't know hundreds of boards um, so whatever is it that you're doing, if you're in the food, food niche or you're in the lifestyle niche or in your personal finance, blogging, legal, whatever, you know, join some group boards in your niche, um, pin it to them. But again, you know, there's so many things that you wouldn't know if you hadn't taken a course, like how many times to pin, mm-hmm. um, you know, how many pins to create, how to create the Pinterest graphics, what, what are the dimensions, you know, so there's so many little, little details. And so, yeah, do that, do those things. But if you take the course once you learn the ins and out of it, I know it's a learning process, but then again, building a business is hard work. (laughs) So, you know, everything you have to learn, you have to learn marketing, you have to learn sales, you have to learn product creation, you have to learn traffic, you have to, you know, it's a lot of components. It's multiple hats that you have to wear in the beginning to just get yeah. your hang, hand up, you know, hang up all these different things. That's so, fitness. yeah. So, yeah. So that's where Pinterest comes in, but there are a lot of Pinterest strategies and tips like that, that you just have to know. And then, um, then you just, yeah. Every time you publish a post, you just do some research on Pinterest as well for the different titles and things like that. And then Pinterest is such a visual platform so the way you appeal to people is by type of graphic you have, you right. know, the font, the, the, the colors can't be a mismatch. You know, you can't just use them crazy font and that people can't read. And, mm. you know, so these are all rookie mistakes people do make, you know, I did too. Like in the beginning, my pins look like so ugly. I'm embarrassed, you know, <laughs> cause I'm not a graphic designer, but in, you know, as you learn more and more, then you, then you realize, Oh, I can get a template for, Pinterest, you know, why waste time designing myself and things like that. So no. there's a lot so, that I mean, you have to learn. Is uh, and you know, thank you for sharing as much as as you know as, as that because I know that there's a learning curve because yes. I myself haven't logged into my Pinterest for like at least a year, you know. But the takeaway from you know what you just said is number one, Pinterest is a source of traffic. Yes. Number two, if you invest in a course you can learn how it's done the right way instead of, you know, obviously figuring it out on your own and making mistakes and slowing your growth. And um, yeah, I mean, these are the two factors that I believe the most important is that you have to learn how to use it because um, if it's, and it's, it's, it's kind of like surprising to me because I never looked at Pinterest as like, you know, a source of traffic. 
and yeah. uh, especially organic i'm assuming right it's organic yeah i mean pinterest had paid advertising too but i don't do paid everything i've been able to get great traffic from just organic traffic so, and listen yeah. yeah go ahead no no please go ahead oh i was going to say you know if you didn't want to learn on your own you always have an option of outsourcing it there are a lot of pinterest managers right so there's virtual assistants and things like that but again it depends on what your budget is and whether you want to take that course or not or i'm i'm the kind of person who at least wants to have a very good understanding of yeah. you know the all all the components of my business before i just start outsourcing and um you know next thing you know i'm not getting the results so no, absolutely and uh you know one thing that i want to like you know highlight again is the fact that you've done everything organically yes absolutely yeah no paid oh yeah that number that i told you last month is totally organic no paid advertising i'm going to get into it eventually but i have total organic yeah like i mean that is insane <laughs> really cool because um you know i i think i believe in paid advertising because that was the path i took you know because i started learning more about you know using paid advertising especially with facebook and instagram and uh i didn't really get that exposure with respect to organic traffic and uh-huh. uh, you know now like as i'm you know having this conversation with you i can see that and i've seen i've seen other examples as well where people have been able to generate revenue organically and uh it's it's like you know you hear those those hooks where it's like you know generated so and so you know without paid ads like the part where yeah. it's like without paid ads is like it just <laughs> engages you and it's like what <laughs> you know i can save money on ads and you've been able to successfully grow your blog organically just using as you as you said pinterest and seo like a majority of traffic comes from pinterest and seo maybe like a percentage comes from facebook and everywhere else but right. I mean just SEO and Pinterest like how if you had to allocate like a percentage between SEO and Pinterest is as are they on the same like Pinterest level? is more because remember I started focusing on Pinterest before I focused on SEO so SEO okay. came like few months after Pinterest because I like I said initially I only focused on Pinterest I didn't I didn't even know about SEO okay so I had never taken the course nothing I but when I realized how important Google traffic is and I'm like oh my god I got to learn this So it was a few months after I had already launched and started blogging. Few a lot of like I said 15 maybe 15 blog posts were already published. So as so Google obviously takes longer, right? Uh, Pinterest is is faster to get traffic. Mm-hmm. But how let me ask you this is very interesting that you've used paid advertising. How has your experience been with Facebook ads or have you done any other ads too? So as far as uh you know like the only paid advertising that I have uh you know uh, invested in is has been facebook ads and obviously by default like that includes instagram as well um right but uh i think i've i've really had good experiences because i think once see, there's always a learning curve you invest in a course and yeah. i did it in a few because i wanted to make sure just like you said to get like a good grasp of yeah. what's really happening and especially when you're um you know you're getting started with <clears throat> the beginners guide to facebook ads that is just like they're not not even scratching the surface like you know yeah it, that's not really helpful you have to like they say that if you want to learn how to swim just jump okay yep. and yep. uh you know i mean i mean with the right instructions but just jump and uh that's exactly what i did you know i i i jumped in and i started you know playing around i literally played around like i did have to like spend uh you know a lot of money just playing around but uh, <laughs> i think it was the it was the it was the best experience i had because i actually got to learn 
how yeah. you know it works. And uh, not that I'm like an ex <clears throat> an expert today, but the campaigns that I run have have been extremely profitable for me. So you know, based on my statistics, it's like if if like currently if I put in like uh, let's say I put in like a dollar, yeah. I'm getting back like six dollars. That's pretty good return. You know, yeah. so for me, for me, that's like that's how I'm looking at it. Like, if, yeah. If I was putting in, if I was putting in one dollar and I was getting back nothing, then you know, it yeah. doesn't work for anyone. But just applying that, uh, you know, uh, that whole ideology of, you know, how to really make that happen, like how to really go from like generating five x from you know just one uh, x is basically putting in the work with respect to testing it out for yourself, understanding yeah. your targeting works understanding who your who your audience is where they hang out and uh, you know being able to really split test your creative your copy your headline you know, yeah. it's not like it's not like one size fits all you know no it doesn't it's not like right? hey, here's a manual <laughs> and uh, you know just copy paste this and you're good to go no you have to really uh, <laughs> you know you got to play the field with respect to facebook ads and uh, yeah it's been it's been it's been doing well for me i rely on facebook ads for my traffic there is literally zilch organic traffic. Maybe like, I wouldn't even know if it's organic, you know? Wow. Uh, okay. Yeah. So there's like, uh, you know, we're, this, this is like, a, you know, yin and yang happening over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because I'm talking organic. You're talking, you know, but this is very encouraging for me because I look at it this way. If I reach this much with an organic traffic, then I can only imagine the potential with paid. Right. And just lo exactly. listening to your results is very encouraging because I'm like, okay, that's definitely my next logical step. Exactly. And it's amazing and fascinating that you've been able to scale organically, you know, with, I mean, that, I mean, basically like your revenue minus how much you spend on tools is, yeah. is <laughs> you know, is, is in hand. <laughs> Which is which is insane, and especially like you know, for anyone uh, you know in India, that's mm -hmm. that's a lot. That's like people don't even make that in a year, you know. Right. And right. Uh, and here we're looking at opportunities and possibilities where um, you know there's this bridge that is see everything that happens in the Western world comes to India and, and it's true. It, it's, it's just true. Started. And uh, in a way, the whole you know uh, this whole whole uh, this whole new dimension of you know, uh, coaches, digital coaches and, uh, you know, bloggers and, uh, yeah. you know, courses, like literally if, 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 you know, if you were in uh, India right now, scrolling through your Facebook feed and you are, you know, hitting someone's targeting with respect yeah. to entrepreneurship or blogging, or maybe, you know, some create and go Facebook yeah. page, you know, yeah. then you would see the, you know, the, the abundance of, you know, ads hitting you with respect to, Here's this course at, <laughs> yeah. at like, uh, you know, like really, really like uh, low price courses, like low ticket offers. And uh, it, it's crazy because see, when you're doing something of this sort in, you know, in, in the US, on UK and Europe, you know, it's like, it's, it's, it's different. You know, yeah, I, I don't really know how to explain it to you, but in India, you know, that out of like 100% of the population, more than 60% are rural Indians yeah and you have like just a smaller percentage of you know the the you know the urban crowd and uh in even within the urban crowd now there is this uh you know this huge jump of people to onto technology people who like rickshawalas who didn't know how to use uh smartphones now the, the government has made it cheaper for them to have a smartphone so you'll see like the rickshawala having like a facebook account <laughs> you know so a lot more people are getting online <laughs> 
Wow. Okay. It's, it's insane because like another example is that, you know, if, uh, if you get into an Uber in the U S uh-huh. or in Europe or in UK, you can really, you can chat with the Uber driver. You can be like, Hey, what's up? How's your day going? Right. In India, you don't do that. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's, it's not like, because there is that, there is that, uh, uh, I don't really know how to put it. I'm not saying, uh, there's no discrimination. It's just that yeah. there's a difference in the, the levels of, uh, crowd in, in India where there yeah. is, you know, the, the developed, there's underdeveloped and, uh, you know, with respect to the response people give to ads like this, where a course is being sold. It's, I mean, if you worry about, you know, they say that, you know, haters are going to hate and trollers are going to troll. There's an abundance of trollers in India True. just waiting to <laughs> pounce uh, on you. You know, there are sometimes the, the comments are really funny because, so that's, that's the thing. Like, you know, especially India is not really a developing uh, nation. It's, it's quite like almost like they're up in the leagues of the, the major nations, but um, you know, mm-hmm. there's been a rise in, uh, you know, digital entrepreneurship as far as right. Asia is concerned. And mm-hmm. we're all influenced by what's happening out there because it first happens in the U S it first happens in the UK. Yeah. Then it then goes. Yeah. Like, kind of <laughs> like, you know, like uh, when, when they say when the U S sneezes, we catch a cold. Uh, right. <laughs> so, so there is this huge, uh, you know, development happening in this industry where there are new, online coaches, you know, just yeah. emerging and uh, it's, it's happening at a very rapid pace. So that's where, you know, that's where the, that's where there is a huge demand nowadays, especially in, 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 in India and in the neighboring countries, because people are realizing and the whole reason I'm saying this is because people are realizing that the potential and the possibility to build something online is right. in, like, this is the most amazing time to be alive. That's what I say. It's true. And, I agree. You know, it's just amazing that you can really take your voice, take your gift, take your passion and, you know, monetize it. Yep. Make you an know, impact. Yeah. All impact. Of that. Exactly. And this is like compared to probably 20 years ago. It's like, it's, it's just insane that, and people yeah. are realizing this now, you know, and that's where, you know, uh, you know, my ads bridge their lack of education <laughs> to, you know, Hey, you know, here you go. This is the roadmap. Follow this. Uh, right. And that's how actually, you know, for me, honestly, paid ads has been just remarkable because I did the whole organic thing and it's, it takes a lot of time for me. It does. It takes a long time. Really yeah. like reach out and to really, you know, build value. And I, you know, I just think that, uh, you know, paid advertising has worked for me. But however, in your case, imagine what you can do now since you've yeah. done it organically. <laughs> you well, can scale to a whole new level. That's exactly what listening to you honestly was very encouraging because like it just gives me like a lot more clarity now that okay, now sky's the limit, right? So <laughs> Exactly. So I'm um, I mean Amira, thank you uh so much for I mean we're this this has been an incredible conversation and, and <laughs> I think I think you and I can have a have a have a conversation like you know <laughs> all day all day yeah. Um, however, we gonna just you know uh, close this because um, I think I think as far as uh, everything that was important and necessary with respect to your journey, with respect to what your thought process is, you know, with respect to how you think, how you approach things, and uh, how you manage you know these two verticals in your life with respect to full time business lawyer and you know, a successful blogger. Um, we've covered a lot with respect yes. to your mindset, with respect to the mindset one should bring to this, this, the internet game and uh, organic traffic, of course. And uh, you know, how this, you know, this, this, how you're going to start applying that as well. Once you once you can, 
Um, this has been incredible, Amira. And, uh, you know, this is definitely going to inspire a lot of people watching this and, uh, you know, to start their own blog. And they're definitely going to, you know, want to, you know, learn more about you and, and you know, get access to, uh, you know, your legal bundle and get access to everything, <laughs> especially your blog. Because I highly recommend anyone, everyone watching this to go and just go and check out your blog because it's really amazing how much, you know, how well you structure each post with respect to the value you want to bring to the table. And if somebody has a question, even if they don't, they, even if they, they find your article with respect to one question, there are other questions that automatically <laughs> answered through your post. And, right. uh, you know, that is something that I've experienced firsthand. So um, I would really recommend anyone, everyone watching this, like go and check out asalfkuro.com. I'm uh, going to drop some links below as well if you're watching this on YouTube. Now, just to close this, Amira, um, is, is there any, like, is there any daily ritual that keeps you at your A game and, uh, you know, that's like something you just live by? Yeah, uh, for me, it's meditation. I don't know if it's a popular choice or not, but it keeps me grounded. It keeps me very focused. So the first thing I do when I wake up is I spend that alone time because it gives me clarity, gives me focus for the day because my mind is split in so many different directions throughout the day with my job, then coming home and responding to emails and customers and Facebook group and uh, my my blog, it's just so much. And if I didn't have a ritual like that, I would be kind of cluttered and I would be scattered brain and I would just be overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how many people appreciate the value of meditation or not, but I personally do. And for me, it is a life-changing phenomena. You know, like I just wake up and in the morning, it just really gives me that focus. I write down what I need after I'm done with the meditation. I write down my to-do list and it just like, yeah, it, it's, it's amazing the amount of, because like we touched upon Romit, mindset is equally important and, and, and it goes hand in hand with the amount of work you do, right? So if you're not mentally there, mm -hmm. um, whatever you're producing, it's not going to give you the results that you want, right? That you truly desire. So you need to be having that positive, clear, clear, you know, mindset. And to me, meditation is that ritual that allows me to get there. No, I agree with you 100% that meditation is what really brings alignment between your, you know, your thoughts and your beliefs and your actions, what you put out there. And it's when it's in sync that you start reaping the right rewards and your efforts to, you know, see fruition. So, and also the creativity that flows. Yes. Sometimes, you know, you get some amazing ideas when you're just in that, you know what I mean? In that higher frequency and that higher, higher state of mind, I've gotten some really crazy genius ideas from there, you know, and then I had implemented and it's been a success. So you can call it coincidence, but it could be just really aligning with my inner self and, and, you know, just serving that higher purpose. No, I, I absolutely agree with you. And meditation is, it's a ritual of, of all, you know, the millionaires, billionaires. And yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, there's, there's a pattern over there. So if you want to, if you want to be, uh, you know, like someone, <laughs> then you follow what they do. Yeah. It's it's like it's as simple as that. So um like I think the discussion that we even had recently with respect to meditation was I follow Vishen Lakhiani with respect mm -hmm. to the meditation practice. I think that, you know, um before get I'm not to get into anything in detail right now, 
we're going to wrap this interview up. But yes, just, otherwise we'll keep going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, I, I completely respect your time. So I'm not going to uh, you know, take this any further. Plus, I want people to watch this whole interview. So I don't want it to go beyond a certain point. So um, yes, meditation is extremely important, especially if you're starting something off your own because it's your mindset that's going to take you through the failures and through the rejections yes. and through you know, the things that don't work and really push you towards what you need to do to make it work. So, you know, that was extremely, uh, thank you for sharing that as your morning ritual that I think everyone should do. I do it. And I think everyone should do it, especially if you're, you know, wanting to start something and make something manifest for yourself. Um, Amira, it's been an honor. It's been a pleasure. I'm really grateful for this time that you know, you've given uh, amidst your really busy schedule, you know, being a full-time lawyer and a six figure blogger. So thank you so much for being over here. Um, and uh, if anybody wants to connect with you, there are going to be some links. Just make sure if you have any questions and uh, I'll be happy to pass on your questions to Amira. And uh, yeah, <clears throat> thank you so much for being and for being over here and doing this. And I'm truly grateful. And uh, if there's anything you want to just close this with, you can want to tell the audience how do they get in touch with you or probably sure. something you want to share with them, then the stage is all yours. Yeah, no, sure. Uh, the easiest way to get in touch with me is through my Facebook group. Um, it's a self guru biz blog community and Romit will share the link. And then of course you can always reach me um, on my website. There's a work with me page and then you could see the different ways that we can work together. As I mentioned, it's my passion. I truly love working with entrepreneurs. So if you have any questions, legal business, blogging, whatever it may be, I'm happy to help. And lastly, Romit, thank you so much for this opportunity. Honestly, this interview has been the most engaging and fun one that I've done in a long time. So I, I'm, I'm, really, glad, I'm really glad that you reached out. Yes, I'm glad too. So thank you so much. And uh, for those of you who are watching, make sure you leave <laughs> a comment, make sure you like, make sure you subscribe, and make sure you, uh, you know, make the most of this, this journey that she's had, that she's shared with you to go out there, take action and make things happen for yourself. So thank you so much. And thank you, Amira. Thank you.